This is Grit, the show formerly known as Quit. It's all about change, the challenges of improving your career, making tough decisions, and starting something awesome. You can call in live to the show. This is a live call-in show. The number to dial, 512-518-5714. I noticed that we already have a handful of calls, what we call pre-calls, when the uh, when the show starts, and there's already callers on there. We've, we've got uh, three or four people in the queue. So we'll be sure to get to, to you folks. We, you know, I hate starting a show late. We are starting a little bit late because we just discovered that our next door neighbors here at uh, lovely Far West Boulevard uh, are moving. They're moving out. So uh, we noticed this and uh, I went in and said, hey, you guys getting rid of any of your furniture? Because we needed new furniture in here. We've been using these terrible, I've talked about it before, we've been using these terrible glass desks, which are just terrible they're worst they're always moving they're always uh wobbling and who wants to work on a glass desk it's it's like punishment it's impossible to keep clean how do you clean a desk with this made of glass you can't do it the voice you just heard was hattie cook you're not going to take over the show today are you no no i'm just i'm watching you get your mic i know i'm trying to get it back to my you're trying to be so quiet about it i I appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) it's just like you ever watch a cat trying to slowly creep up on like a little Mouse. A little mouse or something. They're being as quiet as they can. Also, surprise stay. guest in the studio is uh, Shlok Vadia. Shlok, welcome back to the show. Is this is it really you? Do my eyes deceive me? Why, thank you, Dan. It's great to be back. I can't believe you. In the seat. And uh, and you look, I have to say, you look great. You said the, the term you used to describe your, your yourself was TV ready. TV ready. I thought I was going to be on TV, but well, now we're on the radio. Yeah, so. you uh, you've you've grown your hair out. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. long, and uh, otherwise the same. Otherwise the same as before. Roughly, just yeah. the longer hair. Mm-hmm. So welcome with you and your hair. Welcome to the show. <laughs> welcome <laughs> on behalf back. of both of us. Thank it's you. been a long, long, long time since you were here. It's been a long time since I was here. The last time we've done a show was a long time. Ago. Listen to him. He sounds good on there, doesn't he? Hattie? Yep. Yep. Heil, he sounds really Heil good. Is his mic. See, he sounds better on a Heil than uh-huh. me or you. I agree. I just have one of those voices. Listen to that. I'm, I'm done. I don't need this. to do a show anymore. He's he's solid on here. Done. I drove through traffic, so let's do a show. All right. Let's do a show. Uh, I haven't done one of these for quite a while, and there are some reasons for that. The first one is I was very upset that not enough people called on the last show, and I take that to heart. And I said, I won't, I won't be doing the show if people don't call. And uh, so you consider yourselves punished. You've been punished. And I've also been punished because this is one of our best performing shows and not doing it <laughs> costs a lot of money. So uh, now the real reason that I took a, a little bit of a break from it, there's two. Uh, one of them is uh, it takes a whole lot of energy to do this show, believe it or not. Much, much more energy than it takes for me to do uh, any other show that I do. And that's because I'm so passionate about these topics. And it really means a lot to me uh, when people uh, call in and I want to do a great job. And if uh, if if people are... Uh, nice enough to to consider asking me a question or sharing their problem with me, then I want to I want to make sure that I give it a hundred percent of an answer, and I want it to be a great answer. and uh, And so there's that, but there's also the fact that we've been making a whole lot of changes here at Five by Five. Um, you you you've probably noticed we've brought a, a number of shows that were gone. We brought back. We're starting to do them again. I launched a brand new show called the Dan Benjamin Hour. It's the first show. In uh, in something like eight years of podcasting, 
and uh, and six years of podcasting full time that I've ever put my name on, and that means a lot to me because it's it's the big show for me. It's the show that I've always wanted to do, and I'm doing it. And I'm we're also we've got f- no less than four HD cameras in there showing you behind the scenes as we record it. We stream it live, audio and video, and uh, we release it audio and video. And uh, thanks to everybody who has helped make that show possible, whether it's been through your advice, through your uh, suggestions, the critiques through donations to the Patreon uh, or just hanging out and watching the show and, and being a part of it. Uh, it means a lot to me. It's a show I've been working very, very hard on. And uh, it took a long time for me to put that show together. And I needed to really devote a lot of my time, energy and resources to learn how to do it and to do it right. And then to launch it and start doing it and to build a little website that accompanies it and et cetera, et cetera. And that's kind of, that's one of the topics I want to talk about is what happens when you've got to go heads down, you know, uh, and how does that affect, how does that affect working and, and people working with you? Cause I kind of fell off the map for a while. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, that, so that was a reason that I didn't, uh, haven't been doing this show on as much of a regular basis, but it's back. And, uh, and, and uh, so one of the things that I've decided is I will not be doing any interviews of people on this show. People will call up. And they will share their problems and I will set them straight. That's fine. I will have in-studio guests like I have Shlok. Yay. We'll have Hattie here uh, to my left to take over the show as needed. Always, whenever you need it. And you do sound a little quiet. Still? I feel like you're a little quiet. I'll, I'll adjust it in post. Okay. We'll fix it. In. I mean, this show will never air. Right, so. right. Duh. Uh, but I will have people in studio. And uh, hopefully those people will include Shlok more often. What have you been up to, Shlok? You've changed jobs like five, six, seven times since the last time that we... Uh, we had you in here. I have not. <laughs> what have you been? What have you? What have you been doing? Um, I, I got promoted. Oh, so congratulations! That, oh, thank you. That was a little while ago. Cheers to you. Um, so I run product management at a very old company, going through a turnaround. Um, it's weird. So we do background music at every store we've ever been in. So that's me now. So if I walk into a department store, or can I say some names? Yeah, Bana- Banana yeah. Republic. Yep, that's us. Kmart. Yep. Well, I don't know if Kmart exists anymore. <laughs> Target. Yes. So you so you guys provide, and so you yourself are the one who is selecting which songs that people hear. Is that your job? That is not my job. Okay. I would be great at that job. Yeah, but you there, would. There are people. Because I follow you on uh, Spotify, so I get to see what, what you're actually listening to. You get to, to see me play the same song on repeat for I like do. eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> you, and, you and my son are the same. Oh, look at this. Shlok, you're, you're Instagramming. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. This is a beautiful uh, photo of me. Thank you. It's, it's high quality. For doing that. I, I appreciate it. Uh, anyway, I'm, uh, I'm thrilled to have you here. I'm thrilled to be doing this show again. And one thing that I've noticed, and this is true not just in, uh, in, in the world of podcasting, but in anything, is that people want to, they're, they're hesitant to invest in something that they think can go away. They're hesitant to invest in a podcast that doesn't have a consistent recording schedule. They're hesitant to watch a TV show if they think it might get canceled. They're hesitant to like a band if they think the band is going to break up. And you know what? If they're working at a job that they don't really like that much, they're hesitant to do a good job. They're hesitant to put too much into it because they're just going to, uh, they're going to walk away from it. And they know that the attitude changes. You know what I'm saying? The attitude changes. Makes sense. And I think that there's a lot of that. And no, he he has not emailed me okay. yet, which I find upsetting. I'm on it. But there's another there's another e- email here. Oh, that's the fiber lady. 
They've been trying to get fiber. Shalok, do you have fiber at your, your place where you live? Uh, no. See, the, the, the thing is, I don't want to get too off of this uh, on this topic, but fiber is important. You got to have good connectivity. And it's the worst. It's the worst here. And this is an, another thing that I've been wanting to talk about recently. We, lo- we lost our cable here for like two days, a solid t- day, and then another day following it. When you live online and you broadcast and stuff, forget it. You got to move down to Google Fiberland. Yeah, I got to move south, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So now in the past, look, when we had you on this show, we avoided the topic of uh, counterintelligence, espionage. Right. You can't talk about it. You can't talk about what you can't talk about. It's true. Which I respect. Or you'll have to kill us. Right. Now it'll get weird. But what you can <laughs> talk about is something like when you, know, when you talk about companies, startups, you're very involved in, in startups, strategy. You've given me lots of advice, some of which I've taken. Very little. And very little <laughs> advice or very little I've taken. I've taken all your advice. I didn't necessarily follow it, but I took it, right. put it, shoved it somewhere. <laughs> True. And uh, so, you know, one of the things that I want to talk about today is, is that concept of retooling. You know, you said your company is, is you know, turning around. Yep. Is it ever, is it ever too late for, you know, let's say, you know, you're an independent business person. You're out there, you, you've got a business, you're running a business. Or you have a career that's sort of like stalled out. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who feel like it's it gets too late. Like it's just too late to fix it. You got to, you know, throw it out. Do something completely different. Why, why turn it around? Why, you know, why not just uh, flush it? Yeah, no, that's um, that's something people struggle with. I think, I mean, companies definitely struggle with it, right? So there's this concept of a zombie company. And I think it applies to people too. But it's a company that, you know, it makes $500 million a year. It employs thousands of people, mm-hmm. and it just does that. There's no movement. There's right. no growth. There's right. no, and that's bad for for a company long term. That's bad for a company long term. It's bad for the people working at that company because yeah. it's all you know. It's like it's a very solvable job, but that's it. Like there's no satisfaction or meaning or any of that stuff out mm-hmm. of it. And so I think people end up in that same trap. Oh, okay, I'm not finding meaning in this, so I'm just going to do it, and I'll find meaning in other parts of my life. And in that part, like, great. But right, I think but then they, they're stuck. on cruise control, right? Then they're just right. sort of coasting. And that we've talked about coasting before on this show. I think you, you might have been on that show where we talked about it, where you're essentially, you're not doing anything that, you know, you're doing the status quo. How many times have I had a job where all I was doing was exactly what I needed to get by, and mm-hmm. that was it? I was just... I'll do what I need to get by. And you know what? What I what I do to get by, that's actually all right because I'm pretty good at what I did. You know, okay, if I was the IT guy or I was the, you know, developer guy, right. I could write code and I'd get the stuff done and I hit the deadlines and it would do all the things they want. But, it, you know, in a situation like that, you know you're not doing great work. You're right. doing good enough work. I actually am friends with somebody who's very close to retirement age now and their whole entire career has been essentially one job that they've always done good enough. It's yep. always been just fine. It's never been great and they've never wanted it to be great and great was never expected from them and they didn't get any fulfillment out of it. They went to work. They put in their time. They left at the end of the day. They didn't take any of the headache with them yep. and they, you know, they got, they moved, you know, they didn't really move up. They had moved up in seniority and they moved up in pay. Right. But that was, that was what they wanted. Yeah, and I think that's the key is if that's what you want, then go to town. That's that's your life. Like live the way you want to. I think people get stuck though, um, in that they'll they'll end up in that rut, won't really recognize it for a long time. And then and it, you know, it manifests in a lot of ways, but one of the big ones, um, 
is that like you know they don't really think about finding a new job and then like an interview turns into like a huge event for them right and you know that that's the worst way to approach an interview right you don't want to be the guy who has to like suddenly prepare for an interview mm. you need to be in that mindset all the time assuming you know professional growth is a thing for you and i think that's really the core of the question if professional growth is an important thing to you mm-hmm. you can't be a zombie you can't be a zombie so i think when you are you know who who was it how do you were helping someone with with their resume not that long ago i was yes and you know, it was clear they're they're early in their career. You know, it's, I, I when, even when we interview people here for like internships mm-hmm. and intern jobs, you can tell people when when someone's like comfortable in doing like Shlo saying when they're doing they're they're ready to interview, they're ready to come in. Oh, you want to ask me some questions? Good, because I've got some questions for you. You're interviewing the company too, right? You. I've got answers and I've got questions. If somebody doesn't come in here and ask questions, no, already. And we've talked about interviewing a lot oh, on man, this show, a lot. But like my expectation, part of my interview of a candidate is what questions do they ask me? Right. What do they want to know about the stuff that I'm doing here at this company? Not not me personally, but like the company. You know, what? not just what would my day-to-day job be? That's an important one to ask. Right. Uh, out, outward questions. Questions about the business. The business. So it just shows that you care. Yeah. Because you're going to walk in. You don't just say, well, I'll just take any job. That makes me think you'll just take any job. Why should I hire you? Well, I want you to want this job. Yeah, and I I agree with you to an extent. I think I think the important part is not the question. The important part is to turn an interview into a conversation. And if you don't do that, and if it's a stupid thing where somebody's asking you questions, mm-hmm. then you're doing it badly. But if you can, if you ask a question that's relevant, so you can engage on a topic, that's what I look for when some when I'm interviewing somebody. Ask the question, sure, but like let's talk about it. Express your intellect and your insight through saying stuff that is intellectual and insightful, Mm -hmm. which usually starts with a question. So do you think that the interview process changes as you get higher up in your job? Like is the interview that you do five years out of school, three years out of school, different from the one that you do 10, 15 years out of school? Absolutely. What changes about that? Well, I mean, it becomes more of a, it becomes more of a presentation almost the higher up you go. Right. Right. It's not about these stupid questions. Hey, here's what I understand about your business model. Here's mm-hmm. how, here's the levers that I can move. Yeah. Like make the case. Yeah. Versus when you're younger, it's, you know, the, the interviewer has all the leverage. Mm-hmm. As you get older, as you get more senior, it becomes more like. They're going after you almost, if you're lucky. Right. Right. I yep. mean, isn't it better to be pursued than to be pursuing? Absolutely. I think so. So uh, a couple of things that I want to do on today's show now that we're back. Uh, but before I get to that, and we will take some calls. And uh, if you want to get, if you want to get on hold, which I suggest, because otherwise, you know, who knows? We might not see you. The number to dial five one two five one eight five seven one four. The show broadcasts live at four p.m. Eastern time on Fridays. I'm pretty sure we're going to stick with that time. If we do the other thing that we've been talking about doing, mm-hmm. look, you said Friday afternoons. I don't know about that. We we'll yep. have to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Not now. Not on the air right now? Mm. All right. 512-518-5714. It's a number to dial if you want to get in, in line. Hattie, I'm assuming this is a sponsor. Yes, and it's the best sponsor. They are really amazing. And let me tell you about Squarespace. Now, before you hit fast forward and shame on, I know, you, I know they're out there. People who hear the ad 
and they hear I'm going to start an ad and they hit fast forward or they wait to see which sponsor it is. I think we should do fast fake forward. outs and be like, let me tell you about and then just the, like the core of our conversation right there and they'll miss it. That's their punishment. Oh, like act like we're starting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. Uh, I could get used to that. Get into that. <laughs> well, the reason I want you to really hear me about this is because one of the things that we've talked about on this show many, many times, and my analogy for it is always, uh, I, ha- I hire someone to mow my yard. Mm-hmm. I also hire someone who every two weeks at 9 a.m., they come to the house and clean the house. Sometimes other times, though. Yeah. Don't remind me. <laughs> But they come to the house and they clean. I'm perfectly capable of cleaning. My my wife is perfectly capable of cleaning. I'm perfectly capable of mowing my yard. But these are neither tasks that I do well, nor are they tasks that I especially want to excel in or do well. I don't. I don't. I don't want to be the guy who mows his own yard anymore. I did that for a long time. I don't want to be that guy anymore. Why? Because in the three to five, and yeah, it takes a long time. You got to mow it. You got to bag it. You got to maintain the the lawnmower. You got to make sure it has gas. You have to mix the oil and the gas together in the container. You got to put that into the thing and make sure the starter thing works. And when it's done, you got to clean it and get a you know get the weed whacker out and do all that stuff. You got to trim the edges. You got to do all this stuff and the shrubs. And you got to bag up everything. You got to go get the bags if you don't already have the bags. You got to put them out on the right. That's a lot of work. And yep. you know what? The truth is, at, at, at this stage, I would be much better off doing one of two other things. Either one, being with my family during that time, or two, working. Because if I'm working, I'm generating revenue, I'm generating income, or I'm working on something that hopefully will generate revenue or income. Or I'm doing something that's pure enjoyment, being with my kids, being with my family. Either of those two things is a much better way to spend my time then mowing my yard. Well, what is the cost? How do I buy back my time? I want to buy back my time. When I went out to, uh, I was invited to do a keynote out at Startup Riot in Atlanta just a few weeks ago. And I went and did this. And I think it's safe to say that I I, I destroyed Atlanta. The keynote was amazing. You did. You did. Shut the place down. <laughs> did you see the keynote yet? Have you watched a video? I watched like somebody's live footage thing. but Of mine? Yeah. It was, was it good? The 30 seconds I saw were great. Yeah. (laughs) People left. Some people were crying. Some people came to me at the end and just hugged me and said that, you know, their life was different now. That what they saw uh, in the course of, of, you know, the 45 minutes that I was up there was so so impactful in their life. Everyone loved it. People who were starting businesses came up to me and said, listen, you please run this business for me. And I said, I can't, I can't. And they said, I'm shutting it down if you don't run it. You don't understand. <laughs> Other people came to me and said, you know, I had one one woman come to me and she's like, I'm leaving my husband because I'm not, you know, I, I have to focus more on my business and uh, he's holding me back. And I talked her out of it. I talked her out of it. Saving lives. There were kids who came up to me afterwards and they said, can, can we call you Uncle Dan? Can we call you <laughs> Uncle Dan? And I said, yes. That's how good this talk was. So far, there's no video of it. But what I talked about, and this is still part of the Squarespace spot, what I talked about was the value and the importance of time. Time is a currency, if you will, but it's, the, it's something you can't buy. You, you can't generate more of, rather. You can't generate more time. It's the one thing that you can't make more of. You can make more of almost anything else in this world. 
but you can't make more time. So you, you have to buy it. You have to buy your time back. How do you do that? Well, is not having to spend three to five hours mowing my yard worth $100, $120 maybe is it going right now? For me, yes. My time, three to five hours of my time is worth $120. I will pay $120 for three hours every Saturday. Yes. So you hire someone to do that. And you give them that money and you sit back with your family or you work or whatever it is that you're doing. You don't think about it. And when you come home up, yards mowed. That is in so many ways what Squarespace does for a business owner, for an independent person, for somebody who just wants an amazing website and does not want to have to do it themselves. Because I'll tell you what, 2015, sorry, when it comes to the web, 2015 is not the year of do it yourself. I you don't. You don't want to do it yourself. You don't want to have to master CSS and master HTML and master JavaScript. You want to start out and with master an hosting template. and master database. You don't want to master any of this. You want to master the thing that you do for a living. You want to master the thing that you're good at. Are you good at building websites? Is that your number one thing that you do better than anything else? If the answer is no, and I suspect the answer is no, then don't do it. Hire someone to do it. And how much does it cost to hire someone to do that? Eight bucks a month. Let me say this to you again so that you hear me. Eight bucks a month to hire masters, years and years of their expertise to do something for you that I guarantee you, you won't do as well. You will not do it as well. So go to squarespace.com and the URL that I want you to go to is squarespace.com slash grit. If you're enjoying this show, you want to keep going, I need your help. Visit the sponsors. That's how you can help me. That's how you can help keep this show going. But do yourself a favor. You want to sell something? They got commerce. You're a, you're a musician. You're a band. You're going to put your music up there and people can download it. You're a podcaster. You want to start a podcast network? There are people running podcasts and podcast networks on, Off, Squarespace, on Squarespace for eight Crazy. bucks a month. You want to sell stuff? Like I said, you sell mugs, t-shirts, whatever. Squarespace. Eight bucks a month. Hire somebody. Hire a company who's a master. If you need help, they're there to give you help. Chat, email. So many different things that they offer. Anything you want to do. But using that code, and the code is GRIT, they'll get you 10% off your first purchase. We had a call with them. I'm going to just do this. Do it. We had a call with them a few days ago. And they said, Grit's not performing, man. We're, gonna, we're not going to re-up it. We can't. That's and what I, they said. I said. We can't. And I said, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? You can't. Second best show on the internet after Dan Benjamin Hour. And they said, well, we, we can't. It, it hasn't been the last couple months that we haven't seen it. I said, well, we haven't done a show in a couple months. So that's why you haven't seen it. He's like, well, I would explain it. And I said, <laughs> right, yeah. Maybe that's why the codes aren't... You know, no one's using the code. Back. So listen, if you if you want to help me, if you want to keep them as a, a great sponsor and you want to keep the show going, squarespace.com slash grid and use the code grid. Save yourself 10%, eight bucks a month. Don't reinvent the wheel and buy your time back for eight bucks. That's how much it costs. Thanks to Squarespace for uh, making this show possible. Now I'm upset. Why are you upset? I just feel upset now. I'm going to take a call. I can't deal with this anymore. Well, you know what? One of the people who was on hold for an hour has hung up. Ouch.
on hold for an hour and they hung up. Call back. No, you know what? I don't want to talk to them. I was about (laughs) to take their call. They were the first one in in line. I was going to take their call. Hello, you're on here. Who's this? This is Ian from Seattle, the the poster child from October. Oh, my gosh. You are the poster child. I remember you, Ian. But for those who are listening, because, uh, you know, there's every every single day, there's somebody born who hasn't seen the Jetsons. So uh, who are you and what do you do and why are you calling? Um, Well, I'm Ian. um, I'm a web developer, although uh, in testing first and now back into it mm-hmm. um and uh why am i calling yeah really why are you calling call what up on <laughs> well it's really just to, to call up uh to say thank you for one thing because um i'm employed now i'm no longer a corporate stooge okay good uh, if, I, if my I bell was in here really i would ring love it. my new job what are you doing in the new, <laughs> what are you doing in the new job um so it's <clears throat> It's a marketing firm, and it, um, I am like their QA department. So I'm they they've been it's a pretty new company, so they've been around for you know five ish years, mm-hmm. and this whole time they haven't been doing any QA at all on their campaigns, and um, so now I've I'm coming in and I'm doing all their testing, and I'm uh, you know instead of like whereas before I was just you know, um, following policy. Like right. now I get to actually like create it and implement it, which is really exciting. So you're a little bit higher up on the totem pole. It sounds like in a way is a bigger company or a smaller company, smaller, I guess, if you're not a corporate stage, um, it's, it's a fairly small company. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was employee 32, I think. Oh, nice. So pretty small. Yeah. And but you it, like it. You're, really ha- you're happy person. overall. Yeah, I really am. Um, and it, like it's completely turned my life around. And how so? So I, I have like well, um, when I called in last time, right? You remember I was I was unemployed. I had quit my job. Yeah. Uh, and you know you were saying, well, do freelance work. Right. You know, get whatever you can. You know, do it for free. Do you know like whatever you need? Like build that portfolio up and do that. And so I, I started doing that. Um, and you remember I had like a couple months of savings left. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then like, I actually got thrown a curveball, right? So, uh, my roommate, he, uh, a couple days after I called, he said, well, okay, I'm going to, it's going to move out. Um, you know, I've been seeing this guy for a couple of years now and, uh, we're going to move in together. And I'm like, well, okay, that's great for you sucks for me because now it means that like, I don't think I can afford this place anymore. And I was looking at losing my home and it, and it literally came down to, uh, the last day before I was able to find another roommate, um, you know, and, and, and stay afloat on that. And, um, where would you tell if that hadn't happened, yeah. what would happen to you? Uh, I would have been hating life for a while for one thing. Um, where would you have gone? Like have, uh, physically, I, where would you have gone? Yeah, well, I, I have uh, an old old friend of mine from high school. Um, she and her husband said that uh, they had a room for me. I would have been able to like keep my stuff in boxes in their garage and uh, and you know live there while I kept looking for another job. And um, 
you know, once I did and then got, uh, you know, some money up and I would have started looking again, but then that also would have sucked because I'm in Seattle and I don't know if you know, Seattle has like the highest, um, what's it called? Like the rate of rent, like the, the rent has just been going up on right. average all throughout the city for a couple of years now. And, and it, places are insane, but like the place that I'm living now, which was the place that I almost lost is, uh, it's on the, the same lease for like seven years and the landlord really likes me. So she's only been raising my rent like $25 a year. Oh, wow. That's good. So yeah. That's good like it's, for anywhere. It's a sweet deal. And yeah. that would have really set to lose, you know? Um, and it, you know, and that's in, um, you said you've never been to Seattle, but it's in the Fremont neighborhood and, and Fremont is also like considered a, a fairly expensive neighborhood to live in. Um, so you would have so, yeah, you would have like basically I, been living out of your friend's spare room with all your stuff in boxes, hoping to hoping to find yeah, a job. And my cat, yeah, and my cat just living in a room, which would have sucked for the cat. Um, well, you got to do right by the cat. Yeah, I mean, it, that it, should be your number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, you know, because it's not his fault. No, right. So, so okay. Let me speed um, this. Let me speed this up. So, all of a sudden, sure, then sure. you 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 wound up getting kind of saved. You found this job. How long have you been at the job? Uh, since November, mid-November. And um, funny enough, the person who ended up being my lead to get this job was Virginia. Oh, no kidding. And, Virginia, uh, friend, friend, Virginia as well. friend of the show. Virginia is a wonderful, uh, wonderful uh, person. And uh, she's got a new show called Steady here on 5 by 5 She moved up. Yeah. She started out as yes, a caller. And then she became a chronic. And then mm-hmm. she uh, got promoted to uh to show host that's how it works that's how every every single host i don't know if you know this <laughs> every single five by five host in history started out by as a caller on this show so that's how it works so who knows you could be the next uh host so w- w- let me ask you something do you feel relatively secure in your job right now do you feel like this is something that you could lose at any moment of any day like the next thing you know you're going to turn around boom job is gone I, I really don't. Um, this is like one of the things that kind of pegs it as a not corporate stooge job for me mm-hmm. is that um, if I could pick one word to describe how I feel like that they treat me, mm-hmm. it's that I feel like they treat me like an adult. You know, whereas like, you know, my previous corporate stooge job, I was kind of treated as someone who couldn't even dress themselves without supervision. You know what I mean? And uh, now it's like they trust me, they respect me. Um, I'm salaried now. I'm not hourly anymore, which is a first for me, and and, and a little bit difficult to get used to. Actually, do you have benefits? I only get paid once a month. Uh, yeah, yeah, some really good benefits too, including um, four weeks paid vacation a year. Who does that? Four weeks? That's nice. Patty, don't listen to him. Yeah. I know. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, things have just been really turning around all for the better. And um, and I really just, I owe it to you guys. I Calling your show was probably the best decision that I made last year. Wow. I don't, I, and, first um, of all, I don't, we're not deserving of that, but I'm glad that it helped you. And, uh, I'm just excited for you. I, I'm glad you found, I mean, what a different, I remember you, especially listening to you talk. What a difference there is in just the tone of your voice yeah. and the way that you sound, you sound calm, you sound relaxed, you sound happy. Yeah, very much. And proud. And proud, right? I, 
I mean, you sound empowered, yeah. I mean, and it I'm sounds like doing... that was your thing, right? Like you didn't have any ownership, any power, and then you you voted with your feet, right? You left, <laughs> right? And then, uh, exactly. yeah, and now you feel empowered. That's 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 huge. Well, listen, thanks very much for the call, yeah. and thanks for for everything you said. And uh, man, loved hearing from you. And good luck. Yeah, good luck, and call back. Let us know uh, what the next thing is for you. All right, thanks. All right. We'll do. Bye. What a nice guy. I like helping people. I think he's the first person I've helped in however many episodes. <laughs> That's I've the only one. I think so. He's great. I want every from now on. I want every call to be like that. If you want to call into the show, we've got a couple lines open. Five one two five one eight five seven one four is a number to dial. And so, maybe we'll we'll change your life, like uh, you like, know. I think like that guy. Honestly, I think. That's the bar. I think, at yeah. a, you know, at a minimum, you're going to call and completely reinvent yourself and go from, you know, living in uh, potentially living in your friend's garage with your cat to having a job you love and being empowered. I think that's at a minimum what every single caller will experience. So, you know, who, you know, who asked me a question on Twitter because he said he couldn't call. He says my, his phone died yesterday. You know who? Who? Richard Anderson. Richard A. You remember Richard A. I do. He says, mind if I tweet a question? Here's his question. How he is, he can't just settle down this guy. <laughs> he's changed jobs. He's, he's the one, if you remember back in the old days. I think I know. Okay. He's the one who wrote a long blog post about how awful his company was and how terrible his bosses <laughs> were. And of course they saw it because <laughs> it was his blog. It wasn't even anonymous. <laughs> Like HattieBird.com. Hattie hates 5x5.tv and I hate working there. And uh, I really wish I'm I could just quit. I'm the account manager. I'm the account manager. You may know me from such shows as The Frequency <laughs> and Grit. And then I, I read that the next day. I'm like, boy, you sound unhappy. Maybe you should uh, pack your crap and go. Like, that's what he did. That's what he did. I know. He didn't tell his friend privately, mm, I'm not so happy with my job. He didn't call up the show and disguise his voice. He wrote a terrible blog post. So he <laughs> learned his lesson and we gave him a hard time about doing that. But he learned his lesson and then he found another another job. I think he may even be on his second job. Like since the second that. one since that? Yeah, I think so. But anyway, maybe it's just this one. So here's what he says. This is on Twitter. Turn down an offer with a cool company I adore. Because it would have paid a third less than I make now. Did I make a mistake, Shlok? Care to comment? I have lots of comments on this Let's one. Let's hear that. <laughs> Wait, how old is how old is Richard A? Richard. If I remember, and by the way, I see 702. I see you on there on hold for 40 minutes. I'll get to you next. He is probably in his mid to, did we meet? We met him. I th- we did meet him. I think we did. We did meet him. He's, I'm going to guess he's in his mid to late 20s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so did so, he make a mistake? A third, I, a third less, but it was a company he adores. I believe so, but mostly because I've done the same thing. What have you done? Um, I turned down a gig that would pay me almost double what I was making um, because I wanted to work on this thing. Mm-hmm. And I think up until a certain age, it's not even age really; it's a certain level of responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. Like you've got kids, you've got a wife, you have to get paid. Like, yeah, this matters. Your kids' future matters. Yeah. Hattie, she's got a cat. Yeah. Like, right. I don't, like, have a, I don't even have a cat. <laughs> you're even less. You're yeah. third right. level down. So you, I, think, I, think, I think your 20s or up until you have that level of responsibility, that time period should entirely be about trajectory 
And so, like, it's cool to get a good job offer. It's cool to see that money. It's cool to have money. But I think it's more important to get on the trajectory and, like, meet the people you want to meet and do the stuff you want to do. So when you say stuff like, I adore a company, mm-hmm. go work for the company. Like, what are you doing that is so important? You can't go do the thing that is cool, that you will learn a lot about, learn with people who do this thing and run a yeah. cool company. Like, I, I don't get it unless there's, like... I have to make X because I have to cover college tuition. Like, okay, cool. Go, go get your nut. That's what you have to do. Yeah. I'm with you. I think, I think he did make a mistake. Heidi, what do you think? I'm trying to, you know, I'm going to say he did make a mistake. Yeah. Are you periscoping? Yes. I knew it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) here, I'll move my water bottle. Um, I th- I think he did, but I don't think that it was that large of a mistake. Um, I think that because he be, for the same reason that Shlok is saying he should have taken the risk. Yes. you're saying it's not that much of a mistake because he is younger because he he has a chance to make a mistake like that right now. That right? might not you know. There's always that chance that yes, he turned down a job that would pay him a third more. Or what was it? It was a third less. less. A third less. Um, you know, a third. Would he, you would you take a job that paid? Let Let's say you were moderately you're you're content at your current job. Uh-huh. Uh, you found a job that's the job you've always wanted to have, but it pays a third less. Would you take it? Right now, you mid twenties, cat. Um. No. No. You would you would keep the money. I think I think I would because I you know. I'm I'm a lady. I gotta build my nest egg. Like okay. I, I wanna I want I want to save up. Um but then now, there's okay, that part you know of me that's you know like okay, I think I on, should just hang on, hang on, do hang it on. anyway. This is interesting to me, though. This is interesting to me. And I'll tell you I'll tell you why I think this is interesting. It's because as as a woman, you have in I know and I know this about you from you know, working with you for three years, I know that one of your goals is to have kids eventually. Yep. And it, there is a certain part of that that's like you want to save up for that and plan for that and build yeah. build that nest egg. Whereas for guys, mo- most guys, okay, this is a generalization, right. but most guys will continue to work while their wives are at home with the kids when they're young. If they choose to do that, some go right into daycare. That's fine. But in in that, it's fewer guys are staying home. I was at work at home, dad, but I was still working at home. Mm-hmm. I've never been the primary caretaker of my kids without a, a, a job, for example. More women than men tend to do that. Is that part of your decision as well? No, I think it would be more. I just like. I want to make my own money, like mm-hmm. whoever I marry, um, you know, that. I, you know, you marry and your, your your stuff mixes, as they say. Right. Um, but you kind of want your own stuff to yourself, too. Yeah. Um, and you want to be proud of what you've made up until that point as well. And right. Especially if you decide to have kids and maybe never work again um, or, you know, just do some kind of menial job or whatever. But you want to, I don't know, you want to be proud of what you made for yourself. You don't want to just kind of skate by. Yeah. Um, but... You also want to experience a whole lot of different things. And if you haven't found your dream job or Mm -hmm. found a job that you feel fulfilled by, then why not take 
the awesome job for less because who knows you might get a promotion in two months right. or you might they might say we just took funding we're able to pay everybody more you yeah know, or no something. i mean like, I, I agree with that so there's it's just which risk are you willing to take that's what i think yeah some uh i am pa- you asked if i was periscoping and uh i am i am periscoping you are not meerkatting. I'm not meerkatting. I'm okay. periscoping. And, and and if people are saying that it's fairly dark in the room, it is It is fairly dark in this room. We got the mood lighting on. Yeah, the mood lighting here. But, uh, it, you know, uh, my comment on this is I was very much driven by jobs that I knew would earn, uh, would earn money. When I started out, uh, I was sort of doing consulting work. And I was, uh, I would change jobs. So like I would get a contract and the contract would be like, oh, you're going to work at, you know, this, this tech company for six months. And at the end of six months, they'd say either, cool, your contract's over. Or they would say, oh, you know what? You're going to keep going and uh, we can, we can renew your contract. Or they'd say, come full time. And more often than not, I'd be like, no, sayonara, I'm going to the next place. Because now instead of making 25 bucks an hour, I'm going to make 30 bucks. Instead of making 30, I'm going to make 40 or 50. And, uh, and I was very much driven by that and I didn't put in very much time anywhere, but it wasn't like I was quitting the job per se, although I did that a bunch too. Uh, but it was more that I was just, I was just looking for something that'd be like, okay, I can come in here, I can learn and then I can, I can change it up and I can go somewhere else. And most of the reason I was doing it wasn't because like, I didn't like my office or I didn't like what I was doing. It's like, no, there's an opportunity to go somewhere and make more money somewhere else well kind of right i mean you're a consultant that's a little bit different because you've out of the gate you have selected for higher risk right like you didn't get benefits Mm -hmm. i imagine when you 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 were paying for stuff yourself yeah um i think but consulting in itself is so um you know it, it 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 is higher risk in not only that sense but also you get a lot more exposure you get it goes faster yeah you had essentially nine jobs over the course of two years. Not, right. You know, that's, that is selecting for that trajectory I was talking about. Yeah. No, it is. And, you know, so in, in retrospect, though, I would say, yeah, I would say he, he did make a mistake. Uh, because like you said, Shlok, it is his one time to try something different. It is his one time. Because what's going to happen is eventually he may want to get married. He may want to have kids. He may want to support his wife who wants to stay home. She may want to support him while he stays home. But this is his time, right? Or they might move somewhere super rural and not, he might not have a really cool job anymore. That's right. Who knows what's going to happen to him? Uh, So, yeah, I mean, Richard A., sorry, but we unanimous. I think, what are you you saying? He did make a mistake. How do you? Mistake. Okay. So you're in that camp. So yeah, Richard, you made a mistake. You should have taken the job. Um, the the mm. more typical question that I'm used to hearing from people is, um, should I switch? I have good job security mm. at my current job, and I'm hesitant to change jobs and go somewhere else because if I do that, I will lose my job security. And my response to that every single time is, you have no job security. Yep. There is no such thing as job security. You will never have job security unless it is your own job. And then you're still probably not going to have job security. You're going to have something else, which is you'll make as much money as you can drive your company to make. Right. But you're not going to have job security anywhere because you can come to work at a place and look at, look at, um, get home. Did you know what happened yeah, with yeah. that Shlok, right? Imploded. Im- completely imploded. And the employees, they didn't seem to have any knowledge that it was going to implode. Yep. They didn't seem to be aware even, and that was normal back in the dot-com days. Oh, yeah. Normal. 
You go to work. It happened to me. You go to work one day. The doors are locked. Everyone's standing around outside. I guess we don't. I guess the company's gone now. Yep. And the people who took the investment and ran the company, they're they're you know moving out of their apartments. Yep. And uh, and that just happens sometimes. You don't you don't really know. Well, nowadays that's rare to happen. Gig home. I don't think they had any idea that that was going to happen. Even the people higher up, I don't think had the, any idea that it was going to happen. Like the investors came in and they're like, we're taking this over. And by the way, I am periscoping this right now, not meerkatting, periscoping. And, uh, Wait, people are on Twitter. People are saying, mm-hmm. Oh, it's so, it's so weird to see you talking and see you guys talking. <laughs> I'm so used to just hearing you guys. Uh, I'll tell you what, you can we have a secret s- for you. We have a little secret. <laughs> I do an hour-long uh, video show every day called the Dan Benjamin Hour. It's at 10 a.m. Uh, Central, 11 Eastern, and 8 On Tuesday, Pacific, Wednesday, on, Thursday, and Friday. Yeah. Right now we got Andy at 10 mm-hmm. on Mondays, but Tuesday through Friday. I'm so watching if, you now. If you want to see us, you can. And what's interesting is, Hattie, when you and I went to uh, eat at a Mighty Burger, or Mighty, Mighty Fine. Fine, Mighty Fine, I had 200... Or 300, rather, viewers. Yeah. And 100% retention. Yeah, that was pretty cool. While we drove well, in... because we're, we're entertaining. While we drove in the car <laughs> to Mighty Fine Burgers. I need to download Right now, time. I have a mere 60 people watching. Blech. And that's, that's... Just kidding. We love all of you. Well, Let's get that caller. I'm going to do that. I've got two callers now. you got two now. That's what I'm... What, do you have to I'm leave? Feel, no, I'm feeling some pressure to, to take you? some calls. All right. And they're saying this is ahead of live stream, too. All right, there's someone who's been on hold for an hour and someone who's been on hold for a minute. I'll take the uh, hour person. That's nice. All right, go hey ahead, Dan, caller. Sam. <laughs> Dan who? Can you hear me? Yeah. Sam, S-A-M. Oh, Sam. Sam. How are you? Sam. Sam, like Sam, like disk storage Sam? No, 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 like... Like Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, there we go. Okay. All right. Cool. I've got a visual now. So, uh, so what? What's up? What's your question today? What are you calling about? So I tweeted you last night. I, I quit my job. I quit my job. Yeah. Several times in about a year. And uh, you do this on yeah, every every year. You story. quit multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> no, like so. I'll give you the uh, the short synopsis. I went to school in civil engineering. Yeah. And because that's what I thought that I was supposed to do. And I, civil, uh, okay, so what is exactly civil? What is civil engineering? Bridges. Bridges. Roads. Bridges, transportation design, roadway engineering. Okay. All that stuff. So I graduated, got into the career, and realized pretty quick that, uh, that I didn't like it. Okay. You know, it was CAD, AutoCAD, drafting, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I'm more creative than that. And so, I, uh, a couple years into my my first job, it was with a public agency, and they needed an animation showing where this uh, this gas line was going to be. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of like that stuff, you know, Google SketchUp and stuff like that. So, I made them this animation and they really liked it. They're like, wow, you saved this $50,000. That's what we usually spend on this stuff. So my wheels were turning, you know, that was more than I make in, a, in the entire year. And so I decided that I wanted to eventually start my own business doing animations for civil engineering projects. But I, um, I had a family, and now I have three kids. So the family of five, I couldn't just quit. And also, 
to be an engine, to be a licensed engineer, you have to have your degree and then you have to have four years of engineering experience. And I only had like one or two at the time. And so I decided that I would, my wife and I decided that we would stick it out, get my license. And then by then hopefully be ready to start a business doing that. And so the, uh, the three quits was one of them was leaving the public agency. I went to a private agency, uh, engineering firm, did that for about a year. And then I went somewhere else for about a month because I thought maybe working for someone else was going to be better doing this. Uh, it's called 3D visualization. Doing 3D visualization for a firm mm-hmm. would be better than doing it for myself. But that didn't work. And so I quit that one last summer okay. and started my own company. And we've been doing it ever since, about nine months. So this is a, I mean, this is a big change for you, it sounds like, then you know, then, then what happened prior? I mean, you sounded like you were in kind of a solid place. You just didn't like it. And now you've been changing, changing, changing. Uh, Are you kind of asking if almost seems like you're seeking approval for making these changes in a way. Am I right? Did I hit the nail on the head or am I Uh, way off base? They were just, each of them was just a decision that presented itself and it was a better opportunity. And and at the time they all felt like they were moved closer to where we wanted to be. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and, and looking back, they were, they got us to where we wanted to be yeah. as well. And and actually, something that's interesting part about our story is, you know, when, when uh, about a year ago, when I was work, working for an engineering firm, uh-huh. we were, were in Las Vegas, we had a nice house, you know, three kids, and uh, we realized that to keep that standard of living and starting a business, we'd have to be making a lot of money every month, and that was going to be really hard. We didn't have that much savings. Right. And, uh, and so we made a decision to move back home. We live about a hundred miles north of Las Vegas. And so my wife and I are both from the same small town. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we actually bought a single wide trailer and put it on my parents' property. Oh, wow. And our mortgage is $150 a month. <laughs> Boom. And so we, uh, now our expenses are half or less than what they were in Vegas. And so now our, every time we get a job, it lasts a lot longer than if we would have stayed in our nice house. Right. I mean, that's, it's amazing because all the time, and as somebody was on, on one of the comments uh, about the last call uh, on Periscope, they were just saying need is a relative term. You know, think about what it is that you really, that you really need. I mean, things that you, I think most, most living people would agree that you need food, mm-hmm. you need shelter. But aside from that, there are not a lot of things that you, uh, medical care, okay. But you know what I'm saying? Aside from those two, three things, there is not well, a lot that we need. We don't need to shop at Banana Republic. We, you know, we don't, we don't need to eat at a nice restaurant. We, uh, we don't need to uh to have a, a nice car or even a car at all for the most part people say well how am i supposed to get to work well you could change your job you could work for yourself you could work from home you, there's a lot of changes that you could make that would make it so you didn't need to oh well i can't get to the grocery store if i don't have a car well move then you know well i need to live in this neighborhood why you know the need is a relative term now i'm not saying that those are bad decisions i need to live in the neighborhood that i live because you know it's a safe neighborhood i need for my family to be safe. I need for my kids to be at a good school and we live in a good school zone. You know, like those are things that you could argue that, yeah, we need those. Do I need that, uh, you know, an Apple watch? No, 
Well, I mean, but you could argue that I might need it because I run a, a company that where we talk about technology, and if if I'm not on board with the new technology, that I can't talk about it. But I don't need that. I could quit this business or sell it or walk away from it and take you know what savings I have and go and run a goat farm, and then I would not need an Apple Watch. You know what I'm saying? But I, so it's relative. But what were you going to say, Schluck? You seem to uh, right. no, no. I was just, I just want an Apple Watch. but you know i think i think in your situation you were able to do something that's really really hard for a lot of people and you should be commended for it and that is you said you know what i'm going to give up living in a nice house and i'm going to live in something that a lot of people wouldn't necessarily be okay with but it's okay for you and you know what being with your family being with your kids providing in a way that you want to provide living close to your parents like None of these sound to me like bad decisions. Are you, and it sounds like you're pretty happy. Yeah, and I think the more of the credit goes to my wife. I mean, we made the decision together that we were going to do this. And, you know, I go to work every day. She's the one that has to make that small living situation work with right. three kids. Right. You know, our oldest is five. So, I mean, and, it, and it, there have been some, some really tough times. Like you, you've talked about before on the show where you, know, you make that decision, I'm going to do this and I'm going to spend three months and if it doesn't work, I'm going to go back and get a job. We kind of did the same thing, but because it's so closely tied to my career, yeah. we said a year, we're going to do this for a year. Yeah. And, uh, and there were some times where we didn't make money for months at a time. And you know we're bootstrapping it, we're using credit cards, we're using savings, whatever we have. Man. And uh but then this past month or so, we've just decided, you know, I got a couple more contracts and we just decided we're going to make this work. You know, if my wife has to teach or if I have to go mow lawns for somebody, you know, there are people that pay people to mow lawns that they can mow themselves. That's right. <laughs> I've heard that. You know, I but I think I, I've got to commend you on that. And you know what? Like people sort of have this thing in their mind. I know I used to for a long time that like. Like you have like a set thing that you do and that thing is, you know, you have a job, a thing called a job that lets you do that thing and rewards you financially for doing that thing. Like, you know, oh, I am, I am a Ruby developer. So I go to work and I write Ruby and oh, this company I was working for fired me. I need to find another place to go where I write Ruby. And it's out of the question that they would go work at a, uh, you know, at a McDonald's or that they would mow yards or that they would you know, uh, chop wood or whatever. Right. It's like right. out of the, or, or that they would go and do something in a different line of work that, you know, I'm going to try writing and yeah, it's an entry level writing position. It pays 25 K a year, but you know what? I'm going to go try that. Uh, because I, you know, like people don't think along those lines. They, they generally th- kind of stay in, in their routine. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but, uh, I think, I think well, what we you, just, we chose, we, I just was going to say, we, we chose freedom. Like we chose the lifestyle first and then we went back and said, okay, how are we going to make this work? And that, that required lowering our standard of living for a period of time. You know, it required thinking out of the box as far as other ways to make money. There's no office space in the small town we live in. So me and a buddy are renting a, a spare room in the middle school for $50 a month. Wow. And we just, we've been thinking out of the box constantly to make this work. And, and now I think it's going to. Our, our overhead is so low that I can go in and, and talk about these contracts, five-figure contracts, and it's almost all profit for me. And you can check out my website, civilfx.com, and it probably looks like my business is more legit than it is. You know, if you, yeah. if you look at my website, 
because I've, I've done everything I can to build up my portfolio. And some of those are paid gigs. Some of those are for free. Some of those are, are swapping work with other people. And I've just done everything I can. And now I got a whole lineup of work. You know, we could make. How do you just pulled up the website on uh, civil effects? Yeah. We're looking at some sort of. Yeah. Is that you? Thing. You did that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So I've never been so into a road. <laughs> I'm very into this road happening in front of me. That's awesome, yeah. dude. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. Well, so, listen, I mean, it's, I, it's I, a cool niche that I found. So I love it. I, I, lo- make it work. I love it. I can't wait to hear, uh, you know, what happens. What's the domain, Hattie, that you're looking at? Uh, civilfx.com. So, uh, civilfx.com. FX, Everyone yes. can go check this out. Listen, thanks so much for the call. And I, I need you to follow up. Now, you've got my yeah. commitment that the show will be ongoing, uh, so I would really like for you to call <laughs> back in a little while and uh, and let me know what's up. I'll call uh, back in a while and tell you that I'm, I made it big. Yeah, that's Just what I want to hear. Months. That's what I want to hear. All right, man, thanks and, for and the we call. Wanna, we want to build a house someday. Like, I'm not saying that we want the, low, the level of living that we're doing. It's all of a goal of reaching our goals someday. So, anyway. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks for your time, man. Great call. A nice call. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty interesting, right? The, the trend we're seeing is that everybody's having, there's a moment where you realize that, you know, to touch on what you've been talking about, like you're in the wild. This, there's no thing, there's no such thing as job security because this is the modern equivalent of like foraging for food. Right. Like you do. <laughs> right. There's no guarantees on this stuff at all. Um, and so when you come to that realization and then you abstract it out, it's, you have one thing that you can offer the world and that is your work right and work can be you know like you said it can be ruby but it Mm -hmm. can also be mowing lawns right it's work you know whenever you hear one of these stories of somebody who is like they were in the corporate world and they left the corporate world to go and do this thing that somehow involves healthy organic food and nature (laughs) that we're always like or bars of soap that are made from grandma's recipe or something like we always look at that and somehow that seems so magical it's like a the universal story like if i were to tell you the story if i had set this up differently and say you know what my next door neighbor he quit his job and he and his wife went and started this amazing business they're making organic soap out of these things that they grow themselves in their backyard right. and they live in a little cottage and they, you know, they collect rainwater and they use that to bathe, right. you know, and like, like, and Aww. you tell this story but they just and that was, that was my bread. Alec Baldwin, uh, Royal Tenenbaums impression. By oh, the way. Yeah, I like that. And good. you know, they have, they have this story and somehow like, that's this beautiful story, but what is it inside all of us? That's like, wants us to give the middle finger to the man, even if the man is our own business. Right. right. And like, go and do something <laughs> that involves like waking up and drinking coffee on a back porch that overlooks a meadow something and, with your hands. Right. And like, well, what do you do? Like, and I actually do know, a couple people who were like well-known, like one guy in particular, he was like a designer. He was well-known and he pretty much walked away from all of it. And now he like builds furniture. Holy cow. Ca- I mean, I build furniture. You for that build exact furniture for too. That exact reason. You said you were going to build me a desk and that never happened. You never provided me with a diagram. Well, you're in the room now, bud. Well, there's a desk, there's a desk here. <laughs> yeah. We're good on desks. Um, but so yeah. like, what is that like? What is, what, what part of yourself are you accessing when you do that? I think, I mean, like this is, 
we're, we're a tech crowd, right? Yeah. I think tech is, you have more physical tech than most people do. Me personally. Yeah, like you personally, you professionally. I'm looking yeah. at a rack of God knows what, but like <laughs> there are seven things and they're all blinking and I don't know why, but like I imagine you do. <laughs> right. Um, but like you can plug cables into stuff and that's going to change your business. Like that's, that is true. And I watched you do that for yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah, that's great. right. Um, but I think for a lot of tech folks, it's code in the cloud, or if you're a product guy, it's not even, you don't even write the code, right? Like you, you mock up stuff, you, right. you, you operate in ideas and that gets really untangible. And I think humans are not really coded for that. I think you are, like I said, you're in the wild, right? You're coded to go pluck fruit <laughs> yeah. and then like run away from lions. Yeah. Like right. that's what you're supposed to do. So I think something uh, tangible uh, is, is like, it's important just to stay grounded. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they always say like, do some, like make something, making something is always very fulfilling. And I think, you know, like you said, these jobs that are kind of intangible mm-hmm. things. Uh, we, we are that's in an intangible world with the stuff we do, aren't we? Well, us, but I, all, we get to, you know, speak to other people. You know, mm-hmm. I'm talking right. about like selling, you know, a, a user interface for, you know, marketing something, you know, right, like, like if, if your those, job, if your job is mocking up an Android user interface design, right. You're not really, even if people use it on their phones, it, like it's not really there though. That, it's there, but it's not there. That's why I think a lot of people nowadays are so much less fulfilled by things is that they, if you walked into a room and you said, show me what you've done, like, what do you have? <laughs> you can't show them that. Right. Like you can't without a computer or without right. something else or explaining it. You can't just hand it or, right. to someone or put right, it on right, the desk right. or point to it. You know, and that's I think a lot of people that bothers a lot of people that, I would, they, yeah, that I don't think they know it bothers them. Well, speaking of making things, Hattie, I want to tell you about our second sponsor today. It's <laughs> Linda and uh, Linda dot com slash they have quit. Is that correct? Hattie? Mm-hmm. OK, so there you go. Old school. They're keeping it old school. That's how long they've been sponsors. So Linda, L-Y-N-D-A, lynda.com slash quit is the URL to go to. They have so many great courses where they teach you how to make stuff. And whether it's stuff like we're kind of poking fun at and doing it in, you know, a user interface uh, or, or real stuff, making real things. They teach you all kinds of things uh, that you can learn. And the way that you do it is you go there and you watch up to these 3,000 on-demand video courses. On pretty much everything. It's oh, kind yeah. of amazing. It could be income tax fundamentals. Like they teach you stuff like that. They have a course bootstrapping your business. Of course, getting things done, which David Allen himself uh, made for them. Like that's the way they work. They bring in the best people in the business to do these things. Not those crappy YouTube videos that somebody took a little, you know, camera on their phone and pointed at their face and then back and forth between their face and their screen <laughs> while they describe how to edit something in Photoshop. These are Photoshop professionals, people who are super talented and know exactly what they're doing, teaching you their tricks, teaching you the the, the way that these applications, techniques, technologies work. And, uh, you know, there's so much there to learn and you can dive in and learn just what you want. You're not stuck watching courses that go on for hours and hours. You low in, you learn what you want, and you get out. And that's the way to do it. So uh, go check these folks out. If you go to that URL, lynda.com, L-Y-N-D-A, lynda.com slash quit, you're getting a free 10-day trial, no obligations, and you have access to their full library 
from the day that you start the trial onward. You can access every video that's there, and it's a wonderful way to learn stuff. So thanks very much to Linda for supporting this show, and thanks to you guys who have already gone out there to uh, to lynda.com slash quit and tried something out and learned something new. So thanks very much to them for making the show possible. Got a couple quick calls. Uh, we're, we cracked the hour, Mark. Really? Just about. Hmm. Which is all right. I just want to make sure that we... It's finally cold in here. Oh, were, or, were you warm? Well, earlier today we were, remember? No. Well, we were moving furniture too, so. Yeah, we stole, uh, borrow, took all that furniture <laughs> from uh, <laughs> from those stole, people. Borrow, took, bought? <laughs> so let me let me get over there and we'll take a couple more calls and we'll try and call it a day. Because we got some somebody's on here for 20 minutes already. Got to get to them. Go ahead, caller. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Doing great. Hey, Hattie, how are you today? I'm doing lovely. How My about you? Feet, who? Yeah, purple feet. How? How are? Who, who, are you the purple foot person? <laughs> I'm not the purple foot person, but I was listening to um, the DBH. And Thank you. Like, uh, hopefully, Hattie's feet got that whole thing uh, figured out. I think she was just so. cold. I yeah, mean, she's just cold. really cold. My so, hands are really cold right now. So, but. who are you, and what are you calling about? Hey, Dan, my name's Joel. I'm calling out of Atlanta. And, uh, oh, you tweeted me. Tweeted you. you tweeted me. I saw that. I did. I tweeted you last night. And um, I told my wife I kind of had a minor freak out with our seven-month-old in a living room floor. <laughs> I was tweeting you. Um, I was like, you know what? I never call in to, in to quit or figure it and everything. And I talk, tell her about it all the time. And um, it was really funny because I set a reminder for myself at 3.55 today to call in the grid. And, cool. of course, my closest dude's job called a conference call oh. at what three o'clock today <laughs> for two hours i'm stuck in a meeting and i'm getting these notifications like call grit i'm like oh you're kidding me this is like the epitome of why i want to quit and why i need to get out of here and everything so um i just want to commend sam also for calling because he did a, what a lot of us i think that call into your show um want to do oh he did and didn't myself he? included so, yeah so i've been out of college for um about 13 years now. I've been working in the corporate world. Um, I was very, very fortunate in my very first job out of college to go into custom software engineering. So um, I write basically research and development for a lot of companies. I write things that don't really exist yet, drivers, different things. And so, like I said, it's very, very fortunate to do that. But a few years ago, I was recruited by another corporate company. And in leaving the company that I was currently with, I started my own software consulting company. And I've been doing that on the side. And I've listened to you for years, Dan, and you're absolutely right where I use that side job as, as a side job. I don't treat it like a full-time job to where that's what I really want to do. And um, as business has been growing, I've been getting a lot more contacts and really trying to migrate myself to doing that full-time. I've just been having this stuck place where I can't talk myself out of doing it. And so, Save um, that. I, want, I, I, I just got to tell you, I just got to tell you, I don't want to interrupt your story, so pause. But... <laughs> Uh, I want to circle back to what you just said uh, about you, you can't talk yourself out of it. So make a make a mental note. Continue, though, because I'm very curious to talk to you about this. Keep going. Okay. Great, great. So my wife just graduated from um, nursing school for BSN, and she's using RN. And so um, she just got a job offer earlier this week. So we're really fortunate in that and where for the last 10 years of our marriage, She's never worked or anything. Um, she's been a student. She's been a mom. 
And um, we've always had those kind of things come up to where we don't have that second income. We've just been telling ourselves, okay, once you start working, then we'll do it. And I have all of my friends telling me, you know, I have mentors, everyone telling me, Joel, you just have to quit. You just have to leave and do it. That we can't, you can't grow your business until you're fully committed to growing your business right. and not treating it as a hobby. And so, um, yeah, it's just, it's been that. Like, just in this mindset of, I, I have a 401k, I have a great paying job. And like you were saying, you know, with Sam, that we sometimes get in this mentality of, I have to have the nice house in the suburbs and all these other kind of things that I just can't unravel my brain to, to say, no, be confident in what you can do. You know, you're a good developer. You can get out and you can actually do this and just have that confidence to get out in that. So it's kind of one of your advice, even though I've heard your advice for the last few years, um, to specifically what you can say to my situation. Sure, sure. Okay, a couple quick questions that uh, I, I think I got everything you said, but I want to make sure I didn't miss anything. Do you, and and, I, and Shlok's already perking up over there. Uh, so first question I'll ask is, uh, your wife now has a full-time job, right? She has a full-time job. She starts uh, mid-April. Okay. So she was just offered it this week. So she'll be working full-time as an RN in April. Okay. And then uh, RN, uh, registered nurse, those are highly in demand, uh, significantly underpaid people uh, who are incredibly important for uh, for pretty much healthcare across the board everywhere in the United States. So just commending her on that. Absolutely. Tough job to have, uh, underpaid for somebody who is we, we entrust with our, our health and what could be more important uh, they kind of are up there with teachers as these incredibly important people in our lives that are underappreciated, mistreated, and poorly paid. So I commend her for that. Uh, so the first first question, uh, yes, she has a job. Okay. Do, do you, you, you mentioned you have some savings. How much savings do you have? If neither suddenly you were to live just on her salary or no salary, how long could you last? We can last probably about five to six months. Okay, good answer. Um, do you have kids? You said yes. You have a young we have kid. Three, three kids. We have three. I have three kids. Um, my son and daughter are actually the same age as your son and daughter, and we okay. have a seven-month-old. Cool. So, yeah. So there's definitely some added pressure, but the fact is, you could, if you needed to for live sure. for five or six months with no income at all, that's a pretty good place to be. Yeah. Do you own your house? We built a, yeah, we built a good book. We do own our house, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, the advice that I think to cut to the chase, like, quit your job. What are you, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, don't I, I feel like, you know, less often than not, I'm telling people to quit. But in your situation, going back to that first thing that you said that I, when I made you kind of, uh, when I paused for a minute, I really think that it's that feeling of I can't convince myself, I can't talk myself out of 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 wanting to do this thing, of wanting to try this thing. More often than not, people are trying to convince themselves to do it. Like, oh, I really should and it's the right time. And for me it was always like I'm making I'm making reasons as to why I can't or why I shouldn't. And there is something I remember when I was at this amazing talk in Atlanta that I I uh I gave best talk anyone there had ever seen. Uh when I was yeah. doing that talk uh one of the things that I was talking about there was that 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 I I believe 
that people who are good entrepreneurs, uh, they tend to be born a little bit different. They tend to be wired a little bit different. That doesn't mean it can't be taught or can't be learned, but I think that there is uh, a category of human that is especially uh, wired to want to do that, to want to be on their own, to want to start their own business for whatever reason. They're wired a certain way. And I told the story that I've told on, on this show many times, and I'll give you the short version of it. And the short version is I was about 10 or 11 years old, and there was a gas station near my bus stop. And I took a dollar and I bought a whole bunch of the really good, you know, the Jolly Ranchers that were sort of the long, thin, rectangular ones uh, that are the, the watermelon flavored was the best, but they had others, but you had to get watermelon. The apple was not as good. And I, I bought a, a dollar worth of those. They were 10 cents a piece. And I bought a dollar worth. I bought 10 of them and I took them to school and I was eating one of them. And my friend came out and said, can I have one? I said, you could buy one. And he's like, how much? I said, 25 cents. He's like, cheap. Here you go. Gave me a quarter. And I sold the rest of them. I ate one and I sold nine of them. And I reinvested my uh, profits into the business again the next day. And now you have five by five. Uh, yeah, well, and, uh, and, and I, bought, I bought more of them. I bought more of them and I brought them to school and I sold them all for 25 cents because the little crappy concession stand we had at school, it sucked. Didn't have Jolly Rancher, watermelon. So I sold them and after a few days of this, I was rich, man. Like I didn't know what to do with my money. And, uh, the, 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 you know, the man shut me down. They shut me down. They said, you can't, sell, you can't sell these anymore. I said, why? What rule am I breaking? They said, you just can't. And I told this story up on stage. And afterwards, multiple people came up to me, VCs. And they came up to me and they said, I sold candy on the playground too. Or they said, three of the guys that, uh, that you know, are CEOs of the companies that we're investing in, they sold candy too. And they've, like, that's like a thing. But I think moreover, it's the attitude of uh, of the, uh, the 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 person who winds up being an entrepreneur, the attitude, the persona that's there is they want to sell candy on the playground, and it sounds to me like you want to sell candy on the playground, you know. And I think that I definitely I th- want to sell candy on the playground. I think you should. I think you should do the thing that I recommend, which is give your time box it for yourself. You know, give yourself the that that window of opportunity where you say, and for me it was three months, but you say to yourself, if after three months you don't have stuff lined up that's about what you're making right now, then uh, then you've you've got to you've got to call it a day and say that doesn't mean I'll never do this again, but this isn't the right time for it. And oh, is it rain in yeah. there? Is that rain? No, sir. No, sir. Um, I was going to say one of the things that I've found the hardest to do is kind of a catch 22 that I'm in is to when do I find time to go out and market myself or to meet potential clients right now I'm taking my vacation days and my sick days to go out and meet with clients, do demos, install my software, do all these different things, you know? And so I'm kind of like, when do I go out and do that? Right. You know, I'm, I'm just kind of stuck in this catch 22. So I'm in the, in the realm of, okay, I, I got to set these things up. We're giving ourselves to June. And my wife says, you know, all right, we have till June. We got to get it figured out. If it doesn't work out by June, then we'll reevaluate. But we're giving ourselves to June to make this happen. But I'm kind of like, again, like I said, stuck in that catch 22 of this is what I want. I don't have the necessary time I need to go out and market myself yeah. or do demos or 
MailChimp things out, you know, and all these other types of things that I need to do to get myself in front of people because I have a full-time job. Yeah. But no, I knew you've got to. You can't, you cannot, you cannot start something up and run something if you have a full-time job. There are very few human beings alive who can have a full-time job and a startup and make it work. I, I've in the past said it's not possible. I believe it might be possible for somebody. I've just never met that person that or, person or heard like of that person. The Energizer Bunny. Right. I've never heard of that person. Be so high functioning. Exactly. Like, those people, you know, and everyone knows Joel, one of those people. Joel, it's you are like, not that person. I have to be honest with you. Right. You're probably I'm not. not. You're not probably, I'm not. Not with three kids and a wife. No. no. Sloke <laughs> is not that person. I'm definitely not. I'm too tired already. So, I, I mean, it's, you know, and knowing that is good. But what that means is there's going to be some risk involved. So here's here's what you need to do. Look, double check your finances. Cancel Netflix. Do whatever you need to do to make things a bit tighter. Run a tight ship. Yeah. Have that money that you've got and be super careful with it and say, all right, this is this is how long I'm going to try to do. I'm going to make the break. I'm going to go. I'm going to make this clean break and I'm going to try this thing out. But here's what you need to do. And this is my final bit of advice. Uh, and then I'll let you go. You go to your boss at work and you say uh, to, to him or her, listen, I have always wanted to do this thing. And it's my passion. It's something I really want to do. And I've ne- I, I feel like now is my chance to do it. It's right now. And it's now or never for me. And I'm going to try this thing. And I want to do this thing. I don't know if it's going to work or not. I'm not doing it because I'm not happy here. I'm not doing it because I don't like working here. I do. But I have to try this thing. And I don't know if it's going to work. If that person who's your boss doesn't respect that, and doesn't encourage you, then I feel like, you know, you probably have a good, another good reason to go and try this thing. Uh, so anyway, that's my advice. Go to them and say, they might surprise you and say, Hey, you want to work half time. You want to become a consultant. You know, you want to, uh, you want to, you know, you want to go try it for a few months and then come back. If it doesn't work, they might say, uh, don't let the door hit you on the way out, but they might offer you something else. If they're cool, they they will offer you something or they might say, listen, if we don't have anyone filling your job in a few months and it doesn't work out, come back. So anyway, listen, Joel, thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it. And and once you've done this, absolutely, please come back, come back on the show and uh, and tell me what happens. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad you guys are still on our front meeting. No problem. Go do it. Take care. All right, he's nice. We got to call it a day. Yep. And it's good because there were two other people who got fed up and hung up. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. So now we're, the lines are clear anyway. <laughs> so Maybe they uh, knew you were going to wrap up and they said, we'll call next time. That's right. So that's all we've got for you. So if you want to, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Dan Benjamin on Twitter. Shloke is at Shloki, S-H-L-O-K-Y. And of course, Hattie is at Hattie, H-A-D-D-I-E, Hattie Bird. Yep on Twitter and uh, Shlok has made a commitment that as long as I'm doing the show, he will be here in person and mm. he'll bring barbecue. Mm. <laughs> Mickle weights, please. Yeah. Uh, none of those things happen. Okay. <laughs> but he will be here every week guaranteed. 
and uh, we appreciate that. One hundred percent. And uh, and thank you guys. We you have my commitment that I will be doing these shows now on a weekly basis. But you've got to down. You've got to you know subscribe to the show. Here's what I need for you to do that will really really help me out. If you haven't rated the show on iTunes, go to iTunes and rate it. You don't have to type up the description. I love that if you do. You don't have to. But give it, you know, I think it's I think it's a five-star show. But what do you think? I think you think it's a five-star show, too. Give us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to it in iTunes, even if you don't really use iTunes that much. And the reason why is that's how iTunes ranks and rates the shows, based on the number of people who are finding it and subscribing and it, it and rating it. Uh, more people find the show. We, that's what we want. More we listeners. want more listeners. We want to help want people. More callers. I want to help people. Well, I like helping people. Me, too. I genuinely do. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, we will be back next week. Yep. Friday, mm-hmm. 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern, uh, and uh, 2 p.m. No, 1 p.m. 1 p.m. Pacific. Pacific time. 3 Central, 4 Eastern. I got to get this straight. I usually just go from left to right or right to left. You jumped all around. I do right. like because I start with Central because we're the center. It, it, it right, center. All right. Thanks, everybody. We will be back next week, and I do appreciate you listening. Take care.